Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. You know how you love to work and basically never, ever want to stop working? Oh my God, look at me. I am working right now. And I'm never going to stop. You cannot stop me, Jolenta. I'm going to be working from the grave. Even when I'm dead, I will be working. Mm-hmm. Little ghost Kristen's going to like pop out of the grave every morning and hurry <laughs> off to work. Watch out. That's true. <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing this up is that our listeners found a book that more or less taps into your whole way of being, Kristen, that whole work vibe. Ooh, I'm curious about it. And I'm guessing we get to live by it. Of course we do. Well, let's get to it then, because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. 
That's right. And for our ninth season, the one we are currently doing right now, (laughs) we are living exclusively by self-help books that you all voted for us to live by. And today, we're living by Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life by Hector Garcia and Francis Morales. Hector Garcia is a former software engineer who was born in Spain. He moved to Japan 10 years ago to work on voice recognition software and went on to write the number one best-selling book, A Geek in Japan. Francis Morales was also born in Spain. He's an award-winning author who has written a number of best-selling self-help books, and he's also worked as an editor, translator, a ghostwriter, and a musician. The two authors found themselves fascinated by the village of Ogimi on the island of Okinawa in Japan, where there are 24.5 people over the age of 100 for every 100,000. But it wasn't just the longevity of the people that intrigued them. It was the fact that they were happy, had higher sex hormone levels into old age, and had lower rates of dementia than average. What was the secret to their long and happy lives? Garcia and Morales theorized that it was ikigai, which roughly translates to the happiness of always being busy. In Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life, Garcia and Morales explain that Ikigai isn't simply about keeping busy, but about finding purpose in life. Having a strong sense of Ikigai means that each day is infused with meaning. It's the reason you get up in the morning. It's also the reason many Japanese people never retire. In researching their book, Garcia and Morales interviewed the residents of Ogimi, learning about how they eat, how they move, how they work, how they foster collaboration and community, and their best-kept secret, how they find the ikigai that brings satisfaction to their lives. The book went on to be an LA Times bestseller and has sold over 1.5 million copies. Here's how you do it. Step one, stay active, don't retire. Those who give up the things they love doing and do well lose their purpose in life. So keep doing things of value, making progress, bringing beauty and utility to others, helping out, and shaping the world around you, even after your official professional activity has ended. Step two, take it slow. Being in a hurry is inversely proportional to quality of life. So learn to go with the flow. Remove distractions and concentrate on one task at a time. Lay out clearly defined objectives in your daily work that force you to focus on the process. Be more mindful about reducing stress, but don't eliminate it entirely as a little stress is good for you. And take time to breathe. Step three, don't fill your stomach. Fill your belly to 80% rather than wearing down your digestive processes and accelerating cellular oxidation. Present meals on five small plates instead of one large plate to trick yourself into thinking you're eating more or fast two days a week. Eat at least five servings of fruit and vegetables a day, drink green tea, and limit your consumption of meat, salt, sugar, and processed foods. Step four, surround yourself with good friends. Friends are the best medicine. They're for confiding worries, sharing stories, getting advice, having fun, dreaming. In other words, living. They can also provide help when we need it and a financial safety net in times of trouble. So nurture your friendships. Step five, get in shape for your next birthday. Keep your body and mind active. Don't do strenuous exercise, but move every day, even if it's just walking, stretching, or working in your vegetable garden. Don't spend too much time sitting. Present your brain with new information, even if it's just a new game or a moment outside your comfort zone. Aim to learn something new every day and get enough sleep. Step six, smile. 
A cheerful attitude is not only relaxing, it also helps make friends. So approach challenges with positivity and don't let yourself be overwhelmed by the obstacles you face. Imagine the worst thing that could happen so you can also imagine yourself getting through it. Use humor to break through negative cycles. And never forget what a privilege it is to be in the here and now in a world full of possibilities. Step seven, reconnect with nature. Though most people live in cities nowadays, human beings are made to be part of the natural world. And notably, a peaceful life in the countryside seems pretty common among people who have watched a century pass. So return to nature regularly to recharge your batteries. Step eight, give thanks. Give thanks to your ancestors, to nature, to your friends and family, to everything that brightens your days and makes you feel lucky to be alive. Spend a moment every day giving thanks and you'll watch your stockpile of happiness grow. Step nine, live in the moment. Concentrate on the things you can control and don't worry about the things you can't. Celebrate each day and above all, stop regretting the past and fearing the future. Today is all you have, so make the most of it and make it worth remembering. Step 10. Follow your ikigai. There is a passion inside you, a unique talent that gives meaning to your days and drives you to share the best of yourself until the very end. If you don't know what your ikigai is yet, your mission is to discover it. Do it by being curious, following what you enjoy, stepping back from what you don't, and thinking about what you want to accomplish. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. All righty, Jolenta, let's get things started here. How did you dive into Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life? Tell us about your first week. Well, I started with step two. Step two is take it slow. Mm -hmm. That's a nice place to start, right? Nice and slow. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, I sort of stumbled into this because of something I was talking to my therapist about that Monday. I was talking about how now that I'm starting to get better, it's hard to like gauge what I'm capable of on any given day because some days I'm like still kind of a hot mess that can't do jack shit. And other days I'm sort of amazed at the amount of energy and stamina I have and like, ooh, I can go on a walk and fold the laundry and write this thing. So I was like, how do I navigate between these two types of days? And she gave me some solid advice, which is I need to make my baseline to-do list a manageable one, like something I could do on my sickest, most low energy days. And like anything I do beyond that is a bonus. And I have sort of a master list that's like I can pick my bonus activities from. Nice. Yeah. That way you don't put so much pressure on yourself to like overperform or I'm not like beating myself up for not having as much energy today as yesterday. So I thought that was like a good plan. I like it. It sounds very doable. It sounds very forgiving of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it had a very like take it slow step vibe. So after I hung up with her, I pulled out my little bujo, my bullet journal, which I still use. And I wrote out a manageable to-do list with basically like four things on it for the next day. And one of those things fell under step one. Ooh, step one is stay active, don't retire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I may have gotten a bit liberal with this one. Not sure yet. I want to see what you think. <laughs> 
The book says that part of staying active is doing things that are of value, things we love. And as we know by now, I love me some fiber arts, you know? Mm -hmm. I have a pretend fiber art business in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, for anybody who isn't already following Jolenta's Instagram, which is Jolenta underscore G, Jolenta posts some really great fiber arts there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I decided to use my fiber skills to mend one of my favorite sweaters. It's a baggy black cashmere sweater. It's the only cashmere sweater I have. And it has tons of like runs and holes. And like one armpit is just sort of a gaping hole at this point. (laughs) And about halfway through mending it, I got a little disheartened. I'm like, why am I putting so much work into this rag? Like, should I be throwing it out? Should I be forcing my partner Brad to find some like sweater recycling drop off like bin I can send him to? While I started freaking out about this, Brad pops his head into the room and mentions that he's impressed that I had a sweater I love so much that I would like take so much care and time to take care of. And I was like, shit, that's so nice. I should pull myself together and not retire this sweater. Ooh, I see what you did there, Uh, uh Jolenta. Don't stop working. Not going to retire with Mm -hmm. a little bit of encouragement from lovely Brad to go back out there. Love it. Right. So here I am showing off my final product. What do you think? You can't tell it. It looks problems, right? Looks cute. It looks like fluffy. Thanks for encouraging me to care. It made me feel like I could do it when you were like, it's nice you have something you care about that much. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice, Jolenta. Very nice. I'm so glad you did not retire your sweater to the trash. I was wearing (laughs) it earlier today. I wanted to wear it for the session, but it's like really hot in my closet with a ring light. So like the sweater (laughs) didn't make it. Well, what did you do after your successful work with your sweater? I turned to step four because that just sounded fun. Yes, that is surround yourself with good friends. Right, right. And like, I have amazing friends. Like, I love them. I've been slowly reconnecting with a lot of them in person, as we've heard, like throughout this season on By the Book. But I have to say, I have a few core friendships that I've kind of let fall by the wayside, especially a group of friends I met mostly in college. We all live sort of dispersed in various places. And they're people I usually keep up in contact with. But like somehow, like because of COVID, I've like fallen out of contact with people I normally just text with. I don't know. But somehow the mental math makes sense to me. So I was like, hey, I'm going to get our old group chat going and just send a few like funny pictures of my dog and remind these women I love them. And that's what I did. Nice. Uh Nice. And I just got to say, Jolent, I think a lot of us, as you hinted at with COVID, just are not synced up with all of our friends as much as we used to be. So it's like, I don't know. Is it that like one yearly visit that really makes the friendship? And like, that's what all that correspondence (laughs) is based on? Is it just like a free for all once it's a pandemic? And we're like, we can be bad at responsibilities. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But like, it made my night, like it literally made my heart like skip a beat when I started seeing little notifications like Melissa liked a photo you sent. I was like, oh my gosh. So it was so nice to uh, get that going and just like have a bit of interaction with some people I like haven't been very good at interacting with. And what did you do after that? 
After that, I did a combination of reconnecting with nature and living in the moment. Ah, that is a combination of step seven and step nine. Mm-hmm. So as you know, Kristen, the weather like wasn't great most of the time we've been living by this book. There have been some snow. There's been like a fair amount of rain. And I was going to try and like force this step on my like daily dog walks the way I've done with like all of our nature steps this season. Because like it's the only time I fucking go outside. (laughs) But I wasn't even going outside during these two weeks very much because juggling an umbrella and the dog leash and a cane like truly sucks balls and like is kind Mm -hmm. of impossible. So I figured like my dog is basically nature that I keep in the house, right? Like he's sort of like (laughs) a potted plant that like acts up a lot more and like goes outside to do his business. He is a descendant of wolves. And true, you can see that true. in Frank's spirit. I'm just kidding. You can. Say it. You look at his little <laughs> derpy face and go like, you came from wolves? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured my dog is basically nature that I keep in the house. So I will spend time with him. And I believe I learned this in a past episode. Truly cannot remember which one. I also know that animals are good at being in the moment. So like... Why fix when I ain't broke? I would follow his lead and play whenever he seemed to be sort of asking me to. So here I am following his lead after he popped into my office and made it clear he wanted me to chase him. And you can hear it's so easy to be in the moment with him that even Brad accidentally got in on the action. Are you serious? I think he might be. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're gonna get that, Lammy. Give me that. Oh. Oh. Oh, you took it so hard. Oh my god. You took it right away. You took it right away. As you can hear, I did not hate this. Being in the moment with my nature dog uh, was very fun and made the whole house happier. Like, you can't help but pause and look up when Frank and I are going to town. Oh, I can feel the joy. I wasn't there, but I feel it. I'm pointing at my heart right now. Good, good. I'm glad it, like, emanated through the headphones. Um, (laughs) And that's where I ended my first week on that high of playing with the dog. Oh, But Kristen, how did your first week of living by Ikigai go? How did you start? Well, I started with step five. Okay, that is get in shape for your next birthday. How did you get in shape? Well, Jolenta, as you know, I hate these kinds of arbitrary fitness goal. What does in shape even mean? I'm using quotation marks there. Right, like, is it my body? Is it my mind? Yeah, and why do I have to do it by my next birthday? What if my birthday is two weeks from now? I mean, it's just not enough time. (laughs) But luckily, Dean's mom made this step a lot easier for us. She sent us a set of mushroom growing kits And the book says that vegetable gardening counts towards getting in shape. Mm. So we ran with it. Listen. Oh, oh, look at this root section here where it's sticking out, hon. Oh, wow. That was was not sticking out that far before. No, it wasn't. Gosh, it's amazing. Do you think I already spritzed them this morning? Should I spritz them some more? Here. We should definitely spritz them some more. They love the water. I love being a mushroom farmer. 
oh, keep them wet, keep them dark, <laughs> let them grow. That is a beautiful way of getting in shape. I want to spritz some mushrooms and be like, this is a workout. It <laughs> was wonderful. My pointer finger got so much work done. Mm, it looks ripped. I can see it yeah, in the thanks, video. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I decided to keep the momentum going with step one. Oh, and that is stay active. Don't retire. The step I would also call like the Kristen step, right? Because Kristen's <laughs> all about like staying active and never stopping. Exactly. Exactly. I love staying active. As my late Nana always said, I want to die with my boots on. And for this step, I was stomping my boots from here to tarnation. Over the course of roughly a day and a half, I taped appearances on three podcasts. That's NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, Flash Forward, and Subtitle. I also gave interviews to two online magazines, The Tiny Life, which is about tiny house living, and Unbound. And this was on top of all my other work, the five shows that I host. So I was not retiring. No, like I want to retire just listening to that list of shit you did in a week. (laughs) I'm impressed. Well, thank you. And then after that, I did step two. Step two is take it slow. Interesting. Did you relax a little? No, I did not. Instead. I decided to reduce some stress because this step says that one of the things to do is to reduce stress, but I reduced stress in a more active way by getting to inbox zero and not just with my work email account, but also with the buy the book email account Mm. and the movie therapy email account combined. There were thousands of unread emails in each. I took care of all of them. I got us off spam lists. I unsubscribed us from various things, Jolenta. I did it all. Oh my it took gosh. hours. She's not but just I did highlighting it. and deleting. She's going no. in and unsubscribing. Yes. Yes, ah. I was. <laughs> I am like so thanks for doing that for the buy the book email account. I'm afraid of it. I used to try to keep it at zero and then I got sick and like never looked back. Well, it's not like me. Honestly, I usually have a million unread emails, but this book. It wanted me to do something like this. I love it. it. I'm so impressed. I am so impressed. (laughs) What did you do after? I did step six. Oh, smile. Okay. That one I feel like would be pretty easy for you. You're smiling at me right now. You have like resting jolly face as we've established on this show. (laughs) You're a smiley ass bitch. Thank you. How'd you do it? Well, I decided not just to smile as I do at myself and in the world, but to smile deliberately with a goal. On an evening walk with Dean, I decided to smile, make eye contact, and nod at every neighbor we passed. In some cases, I also said hi. Ooh, how did that go? Listen. <laughs> you don't like that smile I'm doing? Um, oh, here come two more people. Come on. I, good luck with you. <laughs> You're not doing it with me. That's okay. That's fine. I'm smiling anyway. I'm a very smiley person. So it's okay. So far, no one's nodding back to me. Of course not. It's New York. Nobody's looking you in the eye. We all learn not to, don't we? Let's see if this person notices that I'm looking at them and. No, did not make eye contact with me. No. All right. Here we go. Here's another. They didn't even notice me either. No. This isn't going very well, is it? I mean, it's going as expected in Brooklyn. (laughs) 
Yeah, look, I was sort of thinking, I was like, how very, like, not here of you <laughs> when you said what you were going to do. I'm like, that's like something that would happen, like, back in my hometown of Portland or, like, on the mean streets of, like, Santa Barbara, people <laughs> smiling and nodding. I'm like, if someone's smiling and nodding at me, like, I usually get nervous because, like, what do you, I don't know what you want or what you're going to do. And I think it's probably best if I just keep my head down and pretend I don't see you. <laughs> yeah, that was was not my best moment. But mm. I was going to continue. I was not going to stop. What did you do next? So I did step four. And I also threw in a bit of step eight while I was at it. Okay. So four is surround yourself with good friends. Classic. And eight is give thanks. Yes. So I organized a last minute birthday dinner for my friend TJ. It was just a very small affair. TJ, Dean, me, our friend Kim eating outside in our snow pants, because as you already mentioned, Jolenta, it was vicious, terrible weather out there. But despite the bad weather, we were surrounded by love. Listen. Okay, before we even order or start, can I just do a birthday toast? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Thank you for being born. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. Yeah. I love all of you. <laughs> I'm thankful for all of you. I love you all. Aww. Cheers. <laughs> Yay! Kristen, listen to you plowing through these steps. Cheers and with your friends. Yes, and I have to just let you know here, Jolenta, in case it wasn't already clear, and I don't think I made it clear, I did all of these things in the first three days of this book. Yeah, because you're a nut and you love working. (laughs) She's going to work so hard on this workbook. How did you finish out the rest of the week? We have four whole days to go. Well, sadly, I spent it in bed. Right after that dinner, I came down with a very nasty respiratory infection, and I did not have the strength to do anything. So I hope you don't mind, but that's how I ended my first week on day three going to bed. Well, I don't mind because you did more in three days than like a lot of people do in a whole week. You like are a wild woman, so I'm glad you took a breather. Well, thank you. And with that, we're all going to take a breather now. We're going to take a quick break. But before we take a break, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by Ikigai? Do you have thoughts? Do you have stories? Share them with us. Our Facebook group is private and it's always hop in. Facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. Share all your stories there or email us at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. We'll see that email because our inbox is at zero currently. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Fight 
Okay, Jolenta, we are back and it's time to hear about your second week of living by Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. And I started out my second week by giving thanks. That's a nice one, right? That is step eight. And yes, it is a very nice one. Mm -hmm. And for this, I reinstated something Brad and I did a few years ago. Like, I think I may have even had it on the show before. I'm not sure. We've been doing this for so long. But when we go to bed, we like to try to talk to each other about our favorite part of the day. It's like a way that helps us connect. And it's also a way to have someone sort of like help you remember to find like a hot second of gratitude every day. So here we are on our first night of week two. So, what was your favorite part of the day? My favorite part of the day was figuring out where that location was they, that they filmed that show <laughs> <laughs> that we were watching. And then being and figuring out it was the same location as Housewives Aww. of New York. And uh, because I you liked discussing TV production, I like discussing production elements with you and like <laughs> figuring them out. It's like one of my favorite things we do together. <laughs> you know, I love it. That's nice of you to say. How about you? Uh, well, I was gonna say like I like that like we finished work on time, but now I feel like it should be some really cute little togetherness no, moment. Finishing work on time is great. It was too. like it like a huge weight off my shoulders. Yeah, we finished work on time for yeah, once. Yeah, like in a real timely manner. Yes, and then that let me hang out with you and talk about and TV talk production, about TV locations, full circle. Yay! Yeah. Mm. Yay! I am thankful that I got to hear that conversation where you two were being thankful for everything that happened that day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So much giving <laughs> thanks. So much gratitude. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's all the gratitude, like, pinging around the room. Love it. And you know I always love when TV comes into the conversation as a TV lover. Kristen, <laughs> TV's going to stay in the conversation because I kept with a TV theme when I moved to step 10. Ooh, tell me, what does TV have to do with following your ikigai? Because following your ikigai is step 10. Well, Kristen, it has everything to do with it. <laughs> the book says that to find your ikigai, follow what you enjoy. I think it is no surprise to anyone who listens to our show that I love TV. I love it. I love reality TV. I love procedurals. And especially since I've been sick, I've been really getting into procedurals. They're very soothing. I love the structure. And I've got a passion for procedurals that is bordering on obsession. And I I figured I love them so much, I should just start taking notes while I watch them to follow my ikigai. Now, I just got to jump in here. Are you talking about like fictional scripted shows and you were taking mm -hmm. notes like you were in a college class? Basically, yeah. Like I ended <laughs> up I ended up writing down all of my favorite tropes that I've noticed while watching shows like, you know, Bones, Criminal Minds, Elementary, The Closer, like any procedural you can think of. So here I am reading my list. Procedural tropes. A main character moving into a former crime scene or a former crime victim's home. Having to quarantine. Getting locked in an elevator office or safe. Adopting a cat or dog from the scene of a crime or from a dead crime victim. Having a new boss that doesn't get it. A detective or technician that's always willing to taste a mysterious substance. 
a favorite bar or diner where we never see any of the main characters actually pay for their food or drink. A main character who's an addict being forced to break their sobriety to solve a crime. A main character being forced to reunite with an estranged parent in order to solve a crime. Oh my gosh, I am so glad you brought in the duality of the detective. So Mm. on the job, but behind the scenes, struggling with an addiction. Struggling with so much. Uh, Yes, yes. Maybe it's rage. Right. Maybe it's a beverage of some sort, but it Mm -hmm. definitely is an addiction. There's a struggle to be had. (laughs) I mean, I have no clue what I will do with this list. It just lives in my little bullet journal. Maybe I'll make like some procedural parody spec script. Ooh. You know, like sort of a like children's hospital, strangers with candy vibe. Or like maybe I'll use this to make some joke about how much fucking TV I've watched while I've been sick and immunocompromised during a pandemic. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, Jolenta. You could do so much. (laughs) There's so much you could do. I don't know if I could do that much with it, but. Oh, you could do a lot. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So after that, I did a step four, five combo. All right. So step four is get in shape for your next birthday. And step five is smile. Let's Mm -hmm. hear about how you did those two. So I liked the book's suggestion to learn something new every day in order to get in shape for your next birthday uh, mentally. Yes. So I figured I should learn something new about lupus every day because it's been running my life for like two years and I still don't know like a ton about it in general. I know about like my issues with it. But sometimes these facts can be downers. So I made it my goal to find another more fun contrasting fact that could make me smile. Ooh, yes. Let me hear how you did this. I don't know if I'm quite following you. So, like, here's what I did. I found a lupus fact, which is roughly one in 250 people in the U.S. have lupus. Then I found another fact to sort of make me feel better. It's estimated that roughly one in 25 people in the U.S. are sociopaths. So, like, (laughs) technically, I got off really lucky. (laughs) <laughs> that actually does put a smile on my face, Jolanda. Right? Or I'm like into it. the rash that usually accompanies lupus is often called a butterfly rash because of the shape it makes across like the cheeks and the bridge of the nose. Also, butterflies smell with their feet. If a <gasps> butterfly landed on a butterfly rash, would it be like, this tastes like me? Or would it be like, this tastes like lupus? Wow. Okay, these are these are good facts. I right? am and you're smiling, smiling through them. Granted, you do have resting smile, but I saw you smile more. So it, I am. I'm I'm very much smiling. I'm into it. And what did you do after that? So after that, to finish up my week, I was confronted with step three. Or maybe step three caught up with me. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Step three is don't fill your stomach. What happened, Jolenta? So throughout these two weeks, when I was in charge of my meals, I tried to use as many plates and like (laughs) cups and containers with my food as I could find. And like, it's fun putting each food in its own individual vessel, then like picking from each little vessel and platter to make like the perfect bite. And like, I eat most lunches and dinners alone because Brad works from like the afternoon to the evening. So like, he was not very aware of this until the very end. And I grabbed my mic when he started asking questions. Can I ask you a question? Yes. 
Is it just me, or are there like lots more dishes that we're doing? Um, like I feel like we got every dish that we own out. No, it is not you. It is me. Uh, the book I've been living by says you need to like put everything you eat in like five different dishes, like all your different things in separate contain, like separate dishes. So I've been using like all the ramekins and all the little cups and yeah. all the little plates. You're purposefully using like all the stuff. So it's not like just you forgetting you've got like a plate. Like you're like, I don't want to use that plate for this other food I'm eating. No, it's like, why am I putting the two things on the one plate when I could use like two little cups and put two the two separate things? Because then you won't have to do all the dishes. Right. Well, I don't do the dishes anyway. But <laughs> so you've noticed. It looks like we just had a party of canapes. <laughs> looks like we had all of our friends over and I wasn't invited. Well, my, and I'm cleaning up after all my friends. My tummy had a party. Oh, Jolenta, <laughs> you literally followed that step down to the letter. That's what it says. Use all the plates. Yeah, so I used them all. And Brad was not a fan of living by that part of the book. I kind of had fun. Like, it felt like mealtimes were sort of like a fun buffet. But like being at a tapas bar or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't blame him. As the person who does the majority of our dishes at this point in time, that must suck for him. Yeah. that That is you getting to live by the book and Brad getting to work by the book. Mm-hmm. As it should be. <laughs> but he should be grateful because he's not retiring. Right. Yeah, I'm keeping him busy. <laughs> keeping him young. Yeah, Brad, be thankful. <laughs> right. All right. That's it for me, Kristen. That was my second week. I want to hear about your second week, Living by Ikigai. Uh, how did it go? When we left off, you were sick in bed after three days of going, like, balls out, living by the book. Yeah. So, sadly, I was not feeling any better at the beginning of week two. But I figured, why not just step nine the situation? Mm-hmm. And step nine is live in the moment. Exactly. I stayed in bed, and I mostly just let myself sleep. I wore the same pajamas for days on end. I just accepted that I needed to rest and heal and be in that moment, be in that sad, sad, sick moment. I'm glad you were in that moment. I'm proud of you. And just so listeners know, she also took lots of COVID tests in that moment and did not have the cron. Thank you, Jolenta, for bringing that up. I should have brought that up. Yeah, I, I asked many, her like many every tests. five minutes. I'm like, you got the cron? You got the cron? And she was like, no, I keep saying no. <laughs> but yes, you were asking all the time if I was testing myself. And uh, knock wood, I, I uh, do not have any COVID-19 in my system as far as the tests say. After being in the sick moment, what did you do? Well, I did step three without even trying. Uh, and step three is don't fill your stomach. Yes. And I uh, got to say, not filling my stomach is pretty easy when I'm sick because I usually lose my appetite because there's so much phlegm in my stomach. Right. Because Kristen is not one to cough up the phlegm and spit it out. She's one to just just swallow it, <laughs> which is tough for me to swallow. <laughs> I know it's gross, and I'm sure that all the doctors out there are like, don't do that. Don't swallow your phlegm. But yeah, when I'm sick, sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed and spit it out. Well, <laughs> enough about phlegm. Please tell me what you did after that. 
I got to be honest with you, Jolenta, even though I was taking care of myself and not overfeeding myself and doing everything the book said, I was getting pretty blue. Like Mm. a lot of people, I tend to get super sad when I'm sick. I missed my daily walks in the park and I missed interacting with people. So I tried to do a step seven workaround. Okay, step seven is reconnect with nature. Okay, how do you reconnect with nature from bed? Tell me, I need to know. Well, I'll just play you this audio diary to give you an idea. <coughs> oh, honey, you okay? Um, <laughs> I, I posted on Twitter that I miss going out on my walks because I've been so sick. And I asked people if they would send me pictures from their own walks. And people from all over the world sent me photos on walks in Joshua Tree and around the lake. Uh, People in other countries. Oh, look at that. There's a bumblebee on a flower. I don't even know what part of the world that's in. That's so sweet. And then people just like walking in nature (laughs) yeah oh that's lovely see you can walk even when you can't walk oh that's in germany that's beautiful wow people are so nice ah Kristen, you reconnected with nature in germany from your bed i did and not just with germany with norway with mexico city with countries all over the world uh bumblebees in undisclosed locations yes it, it was really beautiful so thank you everybody who saw that tweet and sent me photos uh it, it really made my day i loved it i loved it nice what did you do next well i didn't do anything but my friend tj did After 10 days had passed and I was still in bed, Dean kind of tattled on me and he said, Kristen's still not eating. TJ swung by with a giant bag of homemade food. Listen. (coughs) Oh, he's unhealthy. Oh, hello. You can hear me coughing out there. I'm doing so much better, though. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. It's so good to see you. I love how you always come and feed me when I'm sick. <laughs> You're the sweetest. Thank well, you. Uh, I have a oh, look, you brought a backpack and everything. I know. <gasps> oh, it's so pretty. I love you, bud, baby. Is this a gift? Oh, stop it. We got this one off. Oh, yes. The yes. Mountain Grown Organic. You oh, know. my God. Is that blue popcorn? And then this is to go with. Oh, shut up. You brought us for you. You guys are the. Oh, you're the best. Oh, what a good friend. TJ's probably like, shit, she got sick at my birthday. You gotta bring a lot of food. Be like, don't don't associate me with illness. No. That's so sweet. And I want a baguette too. Yeah, it was not planned, but it was yet more step eight. And hats off, TJ, if you're listening. He's been taking care of me when I've been sick for like 20 years now. Anytime yeah, I'm I was sick. like, isn't TJ like a sick buddy? I remember that from like back in the day day. So step eight is giving thanks. You are definitely doing that. And also, Kristen, you're redoing the spending time with friends step. Step four. Yes, yes. I, I got to say, I'm very lucky to have the friends I do, the family that I do. And I know for a fact I would not be as happy or healthy without my friends. So thank you, friends. Thank you. Of course. Love it. How did you finish up your second week then? I finished up by doing step 10. 
Of course. How could we forget? Follow your ikigai. Yes. And part of the step is to stay curious. And while I didn't really have the energy to do anything too intense, I wasn't going to read a textbook or anything, I was able to look up some recipes for the mushrooms we were growing. And here's Dean and I at the end of the week enjoying the fruits of our labor. <clears throat> Ooh. It looks like pulled pork. It does. Let's try it. Let's try it. Mmm. Oh, wow. It actually tastes meaty. Uh-huh. Mm. It's a little chewier than you would typically find pulled pork. I really like it. But the flavor's great. This is one of those recipes that, that you were sharing with me earlier. On, oh, on, my God. On, it's great. I can't believe that we grew these mushrooms ourselves, and now they taste like pulled pork. We did it. Wow. 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 Growing some pork mushrooms. It's a porkcini mushroom. Ah! Jolenta, I wish I could high-five you right now. I'm high-fiving myself. I'm disturbed. (laughs) Again, too much time spent with you. My brain now makes these puns because I know you'll laugh and I'll do anything for a laugh. You're so good. Oh, my gosh. But that sounds like really fun. There's nothing more satisfying than like following a whole process through from beginning to end. I love that kind of stuff. I like I planted it. Now I harvest it. Now I eat it like, oh, love it. Yes. And I will post pictures of our mushrooms on social because they're such beautiful mushrooms. I love my mushroom babies. They're so good. I love my babies so much. I eat calling them them her babies. She ate her babies. (laughs) So that's how I ended my second week. And that means there's only one thing left to do, Jolenta. Oh, yeah. Let's give our verdicts. But first, we're going to take one more quick little breaky break. That's right. But while we're away, Please, if you can, take a quick moment to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get our show. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's verdict time! And Jolenta, we need to hear from you. Did Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life, actually work? Would we recommend it? All right. My thoughts on Ikigai. Look, I liked living by this book. Every step either benefited my life or was at the very least like a fun thing to try on. But in my opinion, because these steps are all like super generic things we've encountered a lot 
throughout our time with self-help books. They're all like pretty safe bets, like gratitude, time outside, friends, (laughs) like tried and true. They work. So like, yes, living by this book benefited my life. Like, I guess in that regard, I recommend it. Like these guideposts are good. These 10 steps are pretty generic, self-helpy. Like this will make you feel good things. Like you can't fucking hang out with a friend and be like, that was bad for me. (laughs) Unless they're like a super toxic friend. But you know what I'm saying. The book itself was all over the place. Oh my God, it was terrible. I was really excited for this one because it sort of has a look like it's going to be one of those smaller, like really cool graphic design. Like the little book of Huga. It looks kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought I thought we were in for that, like really appealing diagrams and like fun little quotes, snippets and little boxes on the page. But the book was not like that. Like every two paragraphs was like another section, another rule, another box with uh, random stuff in it. Like, And it was never related to the box before. <laughs> no, no. They would be like, here's how we're going to do this. And then it would just like start a new chapter. And I'd be like, how are we going to do it? Like, yeah. is the new chapter how we do it? Ah. <laughs> um, and like some of the chapters are just like structured by people, by like a person they're profiling, which yes. is like interesting, yes. but like doesn't give you like much info on like what's in the pages. And basically like every two sentence, there's a general statement about wellness. And I was like, is that a rule? And only in, when we get to the end, are there actual like laid out rules where you're like, okay, that's what this book amounted to. I don't know how they got there. I was trying to find more concrete examples for like giving thanks, what they say giving thanks is. Cause I was like, that's so general the way they describe it in the back of the book. And I like do a document search through the whole book for like the word gratitude. Like it's only in there three times, not pertaining to like gratitude attitude practices and like giving (laughs) thanks is only in the giving thanks section, not mentioned anywhere else. And I'm like, where do they talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that. That is the most long-winded way of saying like, I could have very much lived without reading this book. It was sort of like a nothing book, but like it had some general platitudes that work. So you're not recommending it? I guess I give it a no. Mm. How about you? Well, I got to agree with you, Jolenta. Reading this book was so incredibly frustrating. I felt like every sentence, like it's almost like they took turns, the two authors writing Mm, paragraphs, and then didn't like blend their paragraphs together, where one of them's like, I'm just thinking of Steve Jobs right now, and the other author's thinking about criticizing psychoanalysis. And it's just like this weird stream of consciousness. And the fact that you have to wait until the last page of the book to know the rules, but of those 10 rules, three of the 10 are never explored in the book, as you just said, where it's like, what? (laughs) It was really maddening from a structural perspective and very confusing. Like, I don't really know what they were thinking when they wrote this book, what their organizing principle was. But on top of that, can I take a minute to vent about the fact that I hate it when non-Asian people go into Asian spaces and frame us as mystical creatures with ancient wisdom? Like, ugh, We are not leprechauns. We are not elves. We do the same things as every other person on earth. We do things like ride the bus and work shitty jobs and go to the bathroom and, you know, run out of toilet paper and run to the store. We do the same things as everybody else. And yes, some people on some tiny Asian islands and islands from other cultures, the book notes, that are conflict-free. They're not war zones. They're monolithic. They have outstanding health care. You know, That's great that some of those things exist, but 
it doesn't mean that we should be using those places as models of how to conduct our own lives because the rest of us might not have those things. Like, Jolenta, you and I don't live in a monolithic culture. We don't live mm. in a rural village. We don't have an ideal healthcare system in America. So the idea that we as individuals should do the things that their systems do for them, no, 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 no. That being said, I did mostly enjoy the book's overall philosophy about staying active and staying engaged and embracing a life of doing rather than just being. And it, it totally worked for me during the time I was working my tail off during the first three days of the book. Totally. And like, it kind of worked for you when you were sick too, but like by accident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Kind of by like workarounds and bending the rules, honestly. So in the end, I, I guess I can appreciate that the book patted me on the back for a worldview that I already had. Mm, right. But I don't think I can recommend the book for what it's relaying to us. And agree with you, Jolenta, a lot of platitudes, but nothing like groundbreaking. Yeah. And as someone who knows like a teeny bit about Japanese culture, I feel like they left out some things that would be pertinent. Like there wasn't enough discussion of Shintoism for like how much like nature is important. They barely even discussed that Iki means to go. Like, I think that's interesting. Like one of the particles in Ikigai means to go, like get up and go or whatever. You know, like I just feel like there were some missed opportunities too. Yeah. Jolenta, you've also lived in Japan. Maybe you should have written this book instead of these authors. No, I feel like it's not my wheelhouse. (laughs) No, I don't want to. (laughs) And maybe they shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher. Our producers, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Chantel Holder, and Daisy Rosario, as well as our engineer, Marcus Hom. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it. And don't forget to stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Ikigai, what your thoughts are. If you're in Japan, super curious to get your thoughts. Send any and everything you have to us, Kristen and Jolenta at Gmail. Also, you can find us on Twitter at ByTheBookPod, Instagram too, just ByTheBookPod. Hit us up on every platform. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Rate us and review us. Goodbye. Stitcher. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.